listener production. Global markets becalmed as US investors celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. And Aussie shares expected to end the week higher, tracking modest gains in Europe. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday, the 24th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update, Ryan. When the US markets are offline to celebrate one of their most venerated holidays, things take on a different character, don't they? They do. It's a little bit dull, isn't it? It was slim pickings in Europe as well, to be frank. Uh, Although we did see a number of central bank outcomes. Riksbank, the Swedish central bank, left rates on hold. The Saab, the South African Reserve Bank, left rates on hold. I suppose when you have these outcomes and they coalesce to form a bigger picture in terms of what central banks are doing at the moment, they are very much uh, pausing, examining and calibrating instruments. Unless you're in Turkey, where the central bank <laughs> hiked its key interest rate to 40% on Thursday. So they lifted their rates by 500 basis points, Tom. Well, there's a destination that rewards savers, at least. So uh, the European Central Bank released the minutes from their most recent meeting. The takeout there is that they are on hold. However, the uh, belief that interest rates are going to be in a restrictive range for an extended period of time is the narrative that they're trying to push. Yes, so the European Central Bank halted a streak of 10 straight hikes in October, leaving interest rates at record highs of 4%. Eurozone inflation is falling as expected or even a bit faster, but the European Central Bank must keep the possibility of an interest rate hike on the table, policy makers agreed last month, according to their meeting minutes from October 25-26. So they're enjoying the high for longer mantra in markets, of course. But at the same time, there's some clouds on the economic growth horizon, Tom, as evidenced by the latest purchasing manager indexes. Uh, what stood out to me here, Ryan, is that there's been a clear downtrend for this measure since April of this year. And in the last couple of months, there's evidence of some bottoming out. So at the least, you know, the pace of contraction here is moderating. Are you encouraged? Somewhat. And the purchasing <laughs> You're a manager- hard marker, though. You're not going to be fooled. No, I'm not. And the thing that stood out for me, Tom, was the fact that firms cut headcount for the first time since January 2021, when the continent was enduring COVID-19 restrictions. The Composite Employment Purchasing Manager Index dropped to 49.4 from 50. So that's a tentative sign that labour markets are weakening at last. Yeah. In terms of the impact on the markets, I suppose at the margins they were encouraged, but nothing that they would be mentioning in dispatches. The UK market improved by 0.2%, the French market up by a quarter, similar outcome for the German market, and the broader European market, the stock 600, up by about a quarter of a percent as well. There was a bit of focus overnight on geopolitical developments as well. We saw Dutch banks fall in the wake of the surprise election victory for far-right lawmaker Gert Wilders, anti-European Union Freedom Party, and that saw the Amsterdam AEX index up only slightly by 0.3%. So it's a muted gain there. But certainly there are gyrations when it comes to some of these political events in Europe at the moment. But as you mentioned, we had a lot of focus on central banks. In terms of company news, though, Tom, there were a few things that stood out. So we had in terms of sectoral performance, oil and gas shares up the most. They led up by 1.3%. We'll talk about OPEC and the shenanigans there in a minute, but we did see healthcare shares also up 0.7% with Novo Nordisk gaining 1% on announcing a 2.3 billion investment to boost production 
of its popular weight loss and diabetes drugs. Indeed. I suppose it gives us an opportunity, Ryan, uh, to talk about some of the leading European companies which often get shaded by their US counterparts. So Sanofi, for example, you talked about the improvement for the pharma stock. Sanofi is a leading French pharmaceutical company, best known for its manufacture of the polio vaccine back in the day. It was up one and a half percent. Unicredit, which is the second largest financial institution in Italy, was up by almost one and a half percent. The byword for petrol in Spain is Repsol. So you go and f- you go to the Repsol to fill up. Uh, that stock was up by 1.3%. It's the second biggest company in Spain. Uh, SAP, the German software company, up by about a percent as well. We also saw German military-related stocks come under pressure led by defence firm Rheinmetall. It was down 2% after a newspaper report that the country froze new spending commitments following a court ruling, according to Germany's defence ministry, which it denied. Mm, that is an extraordinary conversation just in terms of the turnaround in German military spending in the last couple of years, which we could spend several hours talking about, but we won't. In terms of what is anticipated locally today, Ryan, uh, the futures are indicating that we will be down by around 0.2% of or about 14 points. Just worth reflecting, of course, whilst the US markets are on holiday, uh, the futures market is active. Uh, we're seeing only the very small smallest of moves at the moment. The Dow and the NASDAQ, for example, are up by around 0.1 of a percent in futures terms and bond futures are equally uh, unmoved. So just a slight move lower in price higher in yield for 10-year bond futures, which is just the sort of thing that we do when markets are closed. You look to the uh, after hours markets to see if there's anything remarkable going on. Absolutely. And just quickly to touch on the European market once more, there was a stock there that actually would be of interest to Australian investors, Virgin Money UK, which is listed in Australia. It slid 6.5% on reporting its annual profit below market estimates. Indeed. So as far as the local pictures concern, oil prices, Ryan, it's always important, as we say often, to examine how prices behave the following day uh, after they've had a big move. Yesterday, we saw oil prices fall by more than 5%. In after-hours trade, we've got oil prices down by about a percent at the moment. So they're still on a little bit of a downward slope, aren't they? They are. And this is all down to the fact that we heard from the OPEC or Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries plus Russia, and they have delayed their monthly meeting from November 26 to November 30. And of course, there's discord there. They're struggling to reach an agreement on output levels ahead of that meeting. And that suggests there's disagreement largely linked to African nations. So OPEC plus members Angola and Nigeria are aiming for higher oil output, officials told Reuters. Indeed. And because it's important for those countries, these uh, revenues constitute uh, the backbone of their uh, government stability, really. Um, so And finances. Yeah. So we have seen an after-hours trade. The US oil NYMEX price down 1.2% to 76.21 US dollars a barrel. We've got an after-hours trade. Gulf futures broadly flat down by just 20 cents to 1,992.60 US dollars an ounce. And in terms of iron ore, the US futures aren't trading today. But yesterday in Singapore, we saw iron ore futures fall by $1.49 or 1.1% to 133.18 a tonne. And that's after Chinese authorities stepped up a campaign to try and cool the rally in a steel-making ingredient. They, from time to time, 
come in and try and clamp down on speculation in that market. They get those pointy elbows out. So the US dollar is another important uh, benchmark that we look at, of course, under these circumstances. And the US dollar index, not much changed uh, overnight. Uh, And that, of course, is in the context of a near 4% decline that we have seen over the course of November. Uh, as that discussion around the prospect of rate cuts in the United States in the medium term uh, has taken root. Yes, and in terms of the Aussie market today, there's nothing in the way of economic data, but in Australian company news, we have another bunch of annual general meetings. We've got a Dares, Oswide Bank, Autosports, Core Lithium, Next DC, Pexa Group, Silver Lake Resources and Wise Tech Global to look out for, Tom. In the old days, you know, you'd be able to turn up to the venue Uh, where these organizations are convening an AGM, you'd have a couple of sandwiches and a cup of tea. God, you'd be as full as a butcher's dog if you were doing that and they weren't holding virtual meetings at the moment. Indeed. And the Aussie dollar, Tom, is currently trading at 65.59 US cents. We have seen the Aussie dollar dip a little bit from 65.73 cents in North American trade. You've got a bit of a shout out to a few ComSec customers that you met last night at the ASX event. Ryan, we have the most delightful customers, and it is always a pleasure to be able to see them face-to-face. So thank you very much for everyone that turned up to the ASX event last night. It was a thorough delight. Have a great weekend. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.